Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Longpray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. Well, because she's one of the... And we're live. Way to go, Sean. <laughs> it's like a serious conversation. Oh, look at this new setup we got going on. I look on. a little distant, but that's okay. We got the time in there. Yes. People could track us. Time. Welcome back to the OC. Mm. We're side by side today. New studio setup. Yeah. Also doubling as <laughs> treatment room. Treatment room. Yeah. The studio has become Kevin's office yep. as we exercise the demons up in, the, up in our roof, <laughs> up in our ongoing... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, just a saga of water infiltration. <laughs> well, oh. until the association has to do a true investigation in your office, it's just it's better off just not con- you know, <laughs> yeah, right. messing with the evidence. I don't know if this is yeah. far enough yeah. from the evidence. Uh, right? Close to being out the door, I guess. Yeah. Like, <laughs> as close as far as you could be. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, how was the weekend? Jay? Good. Yeah, yeah. very good. It was in, uh, in the nation's capital. Ottawa, for those of you who don't know, nation's capital oh, in Canada, oh, for a hockey tournament for my youngest son, which was a lot of fun. We um, failed to win the tournament, but we lost to the first to the eventual winners one nothing in our game, which was, was kind of cool. Ben's fault? No, oh, no, okay. no. So that was good. Um, anyway, it makes the weekend go by very quickly, right? Left Friday morning, came back yesterday, early afternoon, um, but it was good. It was fun, and then uh, come back and. You know, tended to the uh, the leaf situation in my yard, and which was overwhelming. So overwhelming. I did that for a few hours. How many bags? Uh, I did 15 yesterday. Wow, yeah. not yeah. bad for you. Not bad. And then that's it. Back to the grind today. The grind. Yeah. <laughs> Back in house. Kev, how was your weekend? We had a cool little uh, conference yesterday. We we had to do some heavy heavy lifting. Yeah, we had to carry the load. But carry the load? We're used to it. Yeah. It's hard when you're missing someone that's just that, you know, conducive <laughs> to your happiness and success. Uh, yeah, it was just so smooth. It was very it was smooth. Really smooth. Yeah. The uh, Integration Symposium virtual event was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were there. What was it? Did we get a chance to, uh, hopefully we had a chance to, to chat with you and meet you. Um, it was great. It was fun. Mm-hmm. We kicked off the event yesterday. Right. We were we were first in the lineup, I believe, and we uh, were. It was fun. So Kev, like. Kevin and I, uh, yeah, we we uh, just we nailed it. Nailed it. God, <laughs> nailed right? it. Tons of mic drops. It was like uh, embarrassing a bit, actually. Yeah. I heard all the other ones didn't actually speak afterwards. They just said, "Oof, we can't yeah, touch that," and they can't just follow. It out. This is like complete silence. No, that's Kev. always a good sign. <laughs> always, always a, good a great sign. sign. Silence. Yeah. Uh, we were joking. We could probably we could probably have spoken all weekend, but we had to we had to wrap it up. So yeah, um, didn't want to pull it. Did you have a nice weekend. Yeah, it's a great weekend. Yeah, it's filled with uh, kids' activities, changing winter tires. Uh, you know, getting ready. Yeah, she's coming. Right, the winter is coming. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> I myself had a uh, we had a birthday party. We had some ice hockey birthday party. It was uh, it was fun. We had my uh, son's eighth birthday. I was telling Kev uh, on the weekend it was neat because Kelly decided to get him involved in the process. And normally she makes these elaborate cakes, and it's uh, 
I always joke it's a little anxiety inducing the whole process getting this cake, but it's amazing to see her creativity come out and uh, the finished product is quite spectacular. So this this year my son wanted an Xbox party and um, or a video game party. So it was really fun. So she Kelly made a uh, a video game controller, an Xbox controller as the cake. It was awesome. But usually what we do award is, winning. Oh, it would definitely be award. She she could win some awards. Yeah. Usually, what we do is we always they the kids get to see the cake just before they blow out the candles because she keeps it a surprise. And this year, my both of us were like, why don't we get him involved in the process? Like help him, you know, decorate. He's, he's excited about it and show him the cake like in the day so that he can actually appreciate it before two seconds someone's jamming a knife into it and serving it up. And it was the best thing we do because he was so excited all day. Like we had we had. Uh, hockey throughout the day but he he helped decorate he's you know set up things he made signs because we had an xbox room a nintendo room a playstation room um so he made all the signs for that he, he uh you know got to see the cake got to like anyways it was, it was just really cool instead of just seeing it at the end and uh, i told kev like i got home i was walking the dog i came out and he was standing on the street like an hour before just <laughs> waiting for people like on the curb like literally i'm like casey what's up he's like wow when, when's everyone coming you know oh that's cute yeah it was four awesome. hours yeah you still got an hour buddy you still got an yeah, hour by the way you put a rake in your hand when you're out there <laughs> yeah yeah see these leaves yeah yeah <laughs> so i know you just you know you did your hair in your shower but uh yeah. get to work yeah <laughs> No, it's, it's not a free ride here. So it was a fun. It was a fun weekend. It wasn't until you're eight. Yeah, no longer free. Eight's no the longer free. Yeah, eight's the, yeah. yeah. No more uh, cuddling. So we have uh, we got a good one today. It is. I always forget the title. Jay. Three months out. Where are you at? Three months out. Where are you at? Or for our newbie friends. Where are you two? Where, where are you two? two? Where will you be in three months from now? And uh, Kevin, we got two options. <clears throat> you are either. Option one. Option one. Option one is you're stagnant. Yeah. Super scared, fragile, um, afraid to move forward. Stuck. Frozen. Frozen. Ooh, I like it. Paralyzed. <laughs> Paralyzed. <laughs> In the existence of your life as it is right now. Paralyzed. I like it. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, listen, we've all been there at one point Leth or the other, right? Lethargic. Yeah. Lethargic, right? Just mm. kind of going through the motions and your practice is probably doing the same. Right, where it's not really taken off. It's just you're facing struggles. We talked about this before, right? Where being in a state of flow or not, where you're just, when things start to feel like they're struggling and it's a grind and you're having a hard time, like yeah. maybe filling your schedule or just not getting that same enjoyment out of it, then it's usually a telltale sign you need to kind of step back for a bit and reflect and 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 identify and then prioritize where you want to take action and, and move forward. So part one is, yes, that stagnation, that that lack of flow, you know, we can relate that to the principles of osteopathy, right? We right. talk about how the role of the artery is absolute, and then it's the same thing for your practice. You, you've got to have that flow and that, which is a which is a combination of obviously working with your clientele throughout the day and 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 in your treatment sessions, but as well as then what are you doing outside of that? What are you doing with your business itself, even as a solo practitioner, to constantly kind of monitor, be aware of what's going well, uh, be aware of maybe areas for improvement. We all have that, and then and then putting into place specific goals, which we'll talk about later, um, to to move forward and to be able to look back and, and, and actually see if there's anything measurable that you can look at that identifies whether or not what you've put into practice has been successful or not, right? Versus the flip side would be to... Do nothing. No, to do the opposite, get after it. Oh, wow. get after it, yes. Get after it. 
So there, there are many reasons why people don't get after it, mm -hmm. right? Well, some, some are obviously just like when we talk protocols for, for treating a person, you know, and is finding the resistance that's in the way for the body to heal itself. Um, it's the same thing with when we look at our practice or what, anything in life. So what are the things getting in the way of me progressing to something new? Obviously, like you guys are alluding to, you know, there is uh, something we'll get to in terms of uh, having that, that vision of what that is, uh, you know, what that would feel like. What are the things that you would enjoy having in your life and in your practice to uh, make it more enjoyable? And by doing that, uh, the flip side is that success will come with uh, those types of changes. What can get in the way is obviously is that uh, being aware of, well, what are my let's say limiting beliefs that uh, potentially are affecting my progression forward or holding me back, not allowing me to go towards that new vision because I, I, I'm so bogged down by either thinking I can't or whatever it is that limiting belief is, um, they can absolutely keep you in that stagnation for sure and, and not allow you to move forward. Uh, quite often just I, either because of preconceived ideas that that's too hard or uh, maybe uh, oh, I can't handle that or whatever it is. You know, there can be so many different reasons. I'm too busy. I don't have time for that. Right. You know, there's, like you said, multitude of <clears throat> potential reasons there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for sure, developing that awareness of being able to, like we always talk about, uh, you know, going uh, inside to try and figure out uh, in, in a calmer state to figure out, well, what are these things potentially that are holding me back? Why is it that I don't think I can move towards something new? Uh, uh, so identifying those things is, is a huge start because then you can start um, uh, changing the, the wiring a bit to something new, which is, again, why a lot of people don't do it is because it's painful. <laughs> so <clears throat> it can be a bit agonizing. It can be hard. Just like any growth in life, uh, it takes, you know, some hardship sometimes to develop into something uh, more efficient uh, or, or something new and changed. It comes from going through something a little more difficult so at times. Yeah. Someone once said it to me, is like anything worthwhile, like it, to achieve anything worthwhile comes with adversity. Dr. And Seuss. Dr. Seuss, I think, yeah. And then this yeah, one. I heard that. The, this is the one I love where it's, uh, you know, if you don't like where you are, right, or the results you've gotten up to this far, do something, like do the opposite of what you've done. <laughs> like if you don't know where to start. What you're doing is awful. So yeah. Do something so different. So do the opposite, right? It's like if you don't like the results you've gotten so far, then, you know, do something different. Um, or as Einstein, I think, it, or maybe it was you, right, Kev? I think, I think it was been. you. Yeah. Could have been me. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, right? So you're expecting, so this it's this expectation or the awareness of where are you at where do you want to be? What's the vision? What's the dream? What's the goal? And you can do this in all aspects of your life. What's the goal? What's the vision? And then you find out your value system around that, that goal or that vision. You know, what are my values with respect to that area of my life? And if you have, like we talk about this in our practice, the core values, if you have these guiding principles, they help frame or they create bumpers or boundaries so that you can stick to a plan and a process to get there. If you don't have values, then anything's going to pull you in, in, you know, conflicting or different directions to where you want to ultimately head. So, you know, I agree totally with that. It's like, you know, if you, if you don't take the time to think clearly, you're going to get distracted. 
and you're going to get pulled. And, and nowadays, especially with how, you know, everyone is vying for our time. Focus. So exactly, our focus, it, we don't have as much focus as we need to hit the target because we're constantly being pulled or distracted or disconnected from our vision or our mission. And, uh, you know, for unfortunately good reason in today's day and age. Yeah. I should yeah. chime in on that. So one of the books I read during our 75 Hard Challenge, yeah, read, you heard that right, um, <laughs> audio, was, audio book. Yeah, right. <laughs> was, actually I haven't quite finished yet, is The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter. And he says that for, what do you say, something like for the last... Hey guys, it's Sean, Kevin, and Jason here from osteomentorship.com. Today, we'd like to tell you about the Masters in Business for Osteopaths. It's an eight-week live interactive online program empowering you with a solid business framework to build your practice fuller and faster with confidence. This live interactive program is a pivotal business training program developed by osteopaths for osteopaths that will challenge you to execute at your highest level. Your MBO bridges the gap between your formal education and real life practice success. Please visit us at osteomentorship.com forward slash MBA. For the first like 100,000 generations we've had in existence, we didn't have any technology. Mm -hmm. And now the average American, I think it was, spends 11 hours and six minutes in front of something that's technological, TV, computer, iPhone, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And how much of a change that's been. Think of two generations or one generation versus 100,000. So how different this is in our evolutionary process, how dr drastic a change that is. And then additionally, he said, even your phone, I couldn't believe this. I, I don't know. I got to find, I know the, I know the exact number, but he says, guess what the average number of times someone picks up their phone or engages with their phone in a day? Take wow. a guess. No idea. Number of times they pick it up. It's, it's, been, it's prompted, like you touch it or you touch 200 it. times now? How many? What? That's not even close, by the what? way. What? Wow. The average. There's yeah. no way I pick it up that much. 2,617 <laughs> no. times. Yeah, I reread it again this past weekend to make sure. 2,617 is the average of like engaging, like touching in or doing whatever per day. They've literally become extensions of us and they're, yeah. they're good or bad because like we say, technology is, is... Well, it can be great, but when we're just talking about focus, it made me think of that, oh right? Because no, no doubt we're not focused. I, I'm distracted. guilty of that. Sometimes when I go to read, I go to read the book during that, that challenge and I have my phone with me and sometimes I spend the first six minutes, what am I doing? Just I know. put that aside to read. And then once I'm reading, I'm like, why did I ever even reach for that? But yeah. we're somewhat almost conditioned at times. So it's a... Pavlov's I couldn't dog. believe it. Yeah. So yeah. it's super... It true and important what you said, our focus has to be where we want it to be. And that's the only way out of it and to move forward is like, like you said, Kev, it's uncomfortable because it's hard. It takes yeah. work. I mean, yeah. it's pretty easy if once you've been in practice for a while, you could just kind of Well, that's a good point you're it. bringing up too is, to, is in terms of focus and time, like the number of things we do to, you know, to analyze that and say like, look how much time I waste doing yeah. X, Y, Z. Oh, you know, electronics is one big one. Yes. Um, you know, uh, duck making, mm. they, right? Mm -hmm. All that duck type calls, of stuff. You mean? No, no, no. He carves, carves duck, ducks yeah. out of wood. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever your thing is, you know, like obviously it's fun to have hobbies. It's just that, um, is the hobby excessive or not? <laughs> there could be many things that you do. Like you said, like the phone, you know, if you start paying attention to that, have some sort of like, you know, well, it says on there, you can limiting. See can yeah. you could do that, right? Yes. Yeah. There you go. I always wanted to get one of those lock boxes at home. <coughs> when you get home and you toss them in there and then you can't get them out for another whatever. The phones, that would be great. I'd love that. Yeah. yeah. No. 
I, I've heard of a really cool one with respect to limiting beliefs and, uh, again, time. They call them like time vampires, right? So identifying things that are stealing your time. But then, Kev, coming back to what you said earlier, the, the analogy I love to use when we talk about limiting beliefs is it's okay to have these goals and these, and we saw it even just trying to do our 75 hard, right? You can only rise as high as your lowest self. So your limiting beliefs are the things that are holding you down. And if you picture a hot air balloon, um, you know, you can pump yourself up with hot air so you can get a, get the support. You can, you know, you can tell yourself, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to, I'm going to put the phone away. Right. But Ultimately, if you're not aware of these these habits and patterns that are holding you down or holding you back, again, you're go only going to rise as high as the lowest self, right? So you really need to work at the low self things, peel them away, find out what are the sandbags that are holding you down, and then gently let go of them. And then, and then that process, when you pair that with a plan, right, and then you execute that plan day in day out you keep you know keep focused you have your your vision your mission you have your goals and you have your team your support team that helps kind of helps get you there you know lifts you up or gives you a kick in the butt when you need one or challenges you uh, calls you out on your stuff that helps you again eventually rise to wherever you want to go without being pulled down or stumbling back down to to that low self or the limiting beliefs yeah, it really is a, a, you know, this is something we discuss a lot, even just with patients, right? It's it, it's constant work mm -hmm. to replace an old belief system Patterns. and feeling yeah. with a new one that overrides that feeling. So, you know, the, when, when we talk about uh, visualizing something you want uh, and coming up with the ideas of how you would see whether it's your your... Uh, clinic, whether it's uh, something to do personally with your family, uh, whether it's yourself, uh, it, the key factor is to um, really go and not approach these things through the mind. Like, meaning, it's not um, it's not by trying to do things because we think they might be a good idea, or they might please someone else, or they might. Oh, but this is what the standard is, or this is. Uh, what maybe people I think expect of me, uh, none of those things will give you the feeling of what is it I truly want to do? How do I see myself <coughs> practicing? How do I see myself being and feeling on a regular basis? <clears throat> that is the only way to override that old uh, system. It's to make yourself more excited about what's coming as opposed to what has been there forever. I like it. So it really is a practice. People think like they're just going to one day, oh yeah, okay, I'm I'm not going to be this anymore and I'm going to do that. And then, then they get depressed about it because they realize how difficult, or they don't <laughs> realize how difficult and how hardwired that is. So the, the, the point is, is if you're persistent with it and you, you recognize and keep knowing that the awareness of that recognition of yourself falling into that mind trap every single time and laughing that off and bringing yourself back yeah. is one more correction towards that new vibration, that new vision that you have for yourself. So it's important to just stick with the process and realize it's going to be tough. That's why tons of people don't do it. Mm. Yes. It's not an easy ride. But again, like you said before, with support, some mentoring, 
uh, good people around you, making sure that you have people around you that are going to bring your vibration up, not hold you down. You know, that, yeah. that it could be as, as, as stupid. Like we've said this story before, when, when I started out on my own, my, my mom was telling me that why would, why would you do that? <laughs> when it was very clear in my mind why I was doing it, just because I just, I wanted to do it more in, in light of what I wanted. Uh, I wanted the freedom of making my own schedule. I wanted uh, to, to choose the way I was practicing That's and, awesome. and not, not be confined to another uh, <laughs> way of doing it. Not No judgment on any part. You got to make it the way you want and, exactly. and be okay with that. But then even now, talking about it now, she laughs about it because she was like, well, I don't understand how you... <laughs> how you how it's you funny. did it without <laughs> but it's not that it was super easy it, it no. it's just you know it was changing that way i was approaching things right it's funny because to your mom it was you know it was dangerous it's and fear-based yeah fear, of you know she was worried about you right? yeah and it's yeah, funny it's out of love that she did out right? of love. Yeah. she was just fearful that it wouldn't work and then you'd have you know financial hardship or whatever yeah, other yeah. avenues from there i think the key is too kevin you said it's going back and we kind of said it briefly mm -hmm. is all those things about believing in it and doing all this true. And then it's setting those goals, actually making mm -hmm. some goals that are there that are measurable so that when you set yourself a limit of three months or six months, whatever you want to do, you can reflect back and then look to see what changes were there. So mm -hmm. it's always important to do that. And, and I think Sean, you touched on it a bit. It's, <coughs> it's also make the first wins easy. Like you can't always go from point oh, A to I point like Z. That. You need to have, you know, get a couple wins in there that aren't too difficult, mm. but that get kind of that momentum to build. That's Six really inch important. hurdles, right? Yeah. And then, and then build from there. Um, and that, and then when you reflect back three months from then, it's one thing you have to measure and you have to look back or else you're, again, you're, you're kind of missing out the whole point of why you're kind of doing it. You have to have something that's measurable. Those principles you were done yeah. before, the smart principle, right? Specific and measurable, achievable yeah. relevant time bound time bound so right. that's that's the key too because then you can look back and say okay well here are the whatever the three changes that i tried to implement and maybe you have different you know measurements or or you know kpis if you will for each one so that you can look back and say well you know these two changes seem to really do the most for me and i got the most you know personal satisfaction or monetary satisfaction or, or whichever way you're trying to look at that achievement and it lets you then you know, take that and then move forward for the next step because you're not going to go from necessarily where you are right now to where you want to be perfectly in three months. And then three years from now, mm -hmm. your end goal might be a lot different than it yeah. is today. So that's, we're constantly evolving who we are and, and where we want to go. But I think having something specific to look at and measurable is, 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 is a uh, very important. Awesome. I think that's uh that's great. I'm going to summarize and, and lead us into, um, our MBO program. So, uh, you know, if you want to be exactly where you are in three months from now, um, as Kevin alluded to, stay stuck, stay stagnant. If you have a vision for yourself and you and you're and you're looking to grow and change and evolve into um, into something else, and this can be uh, professionally, it can be personally, right? We always say personal kind of personal development uh, or personal success precedes business success in that sense. So it's what we suggest is that you take a look, you understand your landscape, you understand where you are, um, really, really understand who you are as a practitioner, um, and then get around some good people who can help you work towards defining some core values for these areas of life that you want to improve upon, and then set some realistic 
six hurdle, you know, six inch hurdle goals um, that are that you know that you can then that are time bound. So most of them, you know, you could be one year, five year, ten year, but then your one year can be ninety days, and that's why we said where would you be in three months. So. Um, that is super important, that process. Know where you are, know where you want to go, and then have a team that supports you to get there. Um, with that being said, I'd like to tell you a bit about, you know, this, this podcast is sponsored by the MBO program. So we are currently enrolling students uh, for our MBO 3.0. That's the Master's in Business for Osteopaths. It's an eight-week live interactive program. We will be your mentors and your guide guides throughout the process uh, in order to evolve your practice. Um, we talk, we help you master concepts like mindset, marketing, money, management, right? Systems and procedures, everything you need to be successful in your personal life and your practice life. Uh, the, our kind of motto is bridging the gap between your formal education and real life practice success. So I believe this podcast is coming out after our MBO. But um, or after our, our, our live, we have a live workshop or a uh, open house this Monday, but I think this podcast will be out, be out after that. But irregardless, if you're listening to now and you still want to get into the, the MBO, we encourage you to reach out to us at hello at osteomentorship.com. You can visit the website at uh, osteomentorship.com forward slash MBO. Um, shoot us an email, ask us questions. We'd love to help you achieve your your goals um, so that you're not in the same place you are right now, three months from now. Um, if you have any questions, we'd love to help you. We hope to see you in the program this fall. Uh, it's an eight-week live interactive course. We meet two hours on Monday and then a Q&A Thursday or Friday, alternating, I believe. All the courses or all the classes are recorded. So if you can't make it, it's okay. We had students last year do it from Hong Kong. We had students do it from Miami, um, all over the world. They were able to just log in and go at their own pace and then uh, shoot some questions during our Q&A. Um, it's a community. It's, uh, you don't need to be an island. And uh, we hope to see you in the MBO 3.0. So have a great week, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Ciao. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something, or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend.